I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. No one's coming to save you. We've said this before. No one is coming to save you. This economy, sis, the bag, secure it and know how to keep it. What are the key things in your life that require the momentum of community-powered finance. Mm. I really think about it. Hello, and welcome to the Two My Sisters podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Renee, and we are your online big sisters and hosts of the Two My Sisters podcast. We are all about promoting the wellness, growth, and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's conversation, we're going to be talking about the shmoney, the bag, the peas, the yen, the dollar, the cities, the naira, the GBP. (laughs) insert currency here insert currency here (laughs) and how to glow up financially with four months left of 2021 how can you ensure you're in the best possible position to be a babe with a bag and make smarter decisions when it comes to your finances a babe with a bag i love that i like i love that let's go before we get into that of course (laughs) We have a dilemma that we need to go into, Miss Courtney, and it's quite, quite the dilemma. It is quite the conundrum. Let's get into it. It is quite the ripper, it is. Hey, ladies. Hello, sister. So, my dilemma is I can't stop sleeping with men. Yeah, it's a stump. It's a bit of a. That one will stump you. Yeah, yeah. It started in summer 2020 after I broke up with my boyfriend of two years. Mm. He was the first guy I had slept with and to this day, I'm so happy I waited to lose my virginity to him because he was so loving, caring and patient with me as it was my first time and I was only 18. And he never made me feel pressured or insecure at any moment. Mm. Fast forward and I am now a Jezebel. After the... (laughs) After the breakup, I wanted to experience dating as I had never really dated before and I took it too far. I started having so many casual hookups and my body count rose significantly. Looking back, I don't regret sleeping with any of the men. However, now that I'm turning 22, it's not a life I want to be living. (laughs) It's not a life I want to be living anymore. The guys I sleep with, I don't even want anything long-term with them. But when I question myself about it in my head, I literally tell myself, but why shouldn't I? I'm at a point now where I actually don't care about my body count. I don't know what to do with myself anymore. I'm also working towards trying to be a better Christian. And I feel like I won't be doing myself justice if I carry on behaving the way I am. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> ah, okay, ah, so. Ah. You know that meme with like Stormzy when he's like. I know. Because it's like. Shout out to Stormzy. Um, okay. Firstly, don't ever call yourself a Jezebel Absolutely again. what I was thinking. To call yourself a Jezebel, to call anyone a Jezebel is such a loaded term. Um, and obviously it's a spiritual term, but it is used a lot to shame women and it's often then not explained. So yep. just remove that from your vocabulary because unless you need deliverance, that's not what we're going to call you, okay? However, I really love what you're saying because 
your current behavior is unhealthy because it doesn't align with your goals. Mm. It's not leaving you fulfilled. It's not making you a better person. In fact, it's taking from you. And I think that it's important that you've acknowledged that you have to get to the root issue of why you keep going to these men and why you keep putting yourself in this situation. It could be, especially if you're doing this on the back of a breakup, it could be that you're searching for intimacy. Mm. I'm not a licensed therapist. None of us are. We cannot diagnose you. We do not know what's going on. I think therapy would be a great place Mm. for you to start on this journey as well. Pray and go to a therapist, Mm. 100%. Betterhelp.com forward slash to my sisters for affordable and accessible therapy. We have used betterhelp.com, mm. um, but going to therapy will help you identify what has made me get to this point. Yeah. Because this is quite a lot. This yeah. is quite, yeah. for you to say, I can't stop. That's a very big statement to make, right? Yeah, for sure. Identify why am I here? What am I looking for? What do I think this is going to solve or provide for me? Um, because sex depending on how you view it and especially from the christian view it's really important it's Mm. really something that holds a lot of weight it's a big thing and if you are finding it hard to uh control your own impulses control your own behavior it's something that you really need to go and inspect because it's not this isn't something to be taken lightly right i know you've sent it to us at the dilemma but you need to go and seek further help like we're not even qualified enough to help you with this um but one thing i will say is you can find freedom from this it will take time maybe Mm. and it will take a lot of work for Mm. you to get over it you need to start holding yourself accountable and realizing what are the circumstances and the the um what are the triggers for this behavior? How do I kind of hold myself back from them? How do I allow myself to actually flourish? Because it's not, it's not happening in happenstance. Like it's yeah, not yeah. just happening by coincidence. Yeah. There's a series of actions that take place before you end up sleeping with somebody. Um, and now you need to inspect, okay, what are my triggers? What, what am I looking for in these men? What am I looking for in the mm. beds of these men? What do I think that this is going to fix for me? Yeah. What am I using it? Um, what, how am I using this as a coping mechanism? Cause that could be what it is. Am I looking for safety? Am I looking for a way to exert power? What is it that I am using this for? It's so difficult because sex is something, especially because you enjoy it. It's hard to stay away from. Yeah. Like it's a very addictive thing. Um, and if this is a case of like addiction or this is a case, whatever it may be, I don't want you to see it as I can't stop because Mm. that is that limiting language. You can stop. You just need to figure out how to stop. Um, And I I don't think I am fully qualified to be even to even give you the the play for play on how this can be done. But I know that you can stop. But yeah, my whole big thing is don't call yourself a Jezebel. Um, Please don't because it's such a loaded term and I don't want you to have an unhealthy perspective of sex and yourself Mm. and your body. But Mm. there is a need to problematize this behavior because Mm. it doesn't align with your goals, your morals or your principles. That's going to take work. So in summary, please go and seek professional help. Yeah. Well, I'm just you really put it in a way and it was quite fantastic. You know, mm. and I got to good, good stuff and whatnot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think that was the first, the first alarm bell was designating yourself as a Jezebel. And even the language that you use when you're talking about sex here, casual hookups and, you know, body counts yeah. and stuff like that. 
if you are self-identifying yourself as a Christian, you'll need to realize that these are very loaded terms yeah. and that it's very important, like when you are looking at something like sex to make sure that you've got a real grasp as to what sex means yeah. in alignment with your values and principles, right? Like what is the purpose of sex? And being Christian and casual hookups, the two don't align. So at you all. Need to, you need to like really sit down with that. Um, and I really want you to know that regardless of what sexual activity you've been involved with or experiences you've had you also have worth i think sometimes mm. when we throw around the words like jezebel yeah. or like slut and whore there's this whole idea of like uh i'm worthless anyways or you know these things yeah. don't matter to me when they do and they should I've gone so too understand yep yeah, just because you've gone too far this doesn't mean that you can't stop as courtney said so this, this whole idea of power and this addiction having power over you yeah. i want you to know that it's not the thing that controls you. You can control the thing. Yeah. Okay. Especially being a Christian, understand that this is, listen, this is, this is about power and this is about you reclaiming your power in a healthy way in alignment with your principles, your value and your faith. Yeah. Um, this thing does not have power over you. It At shouldn't all. have power over you. Um, as Courtney said, we're not licensed therapists At yet, all. but um, yeah, we're not licensed. <laughs> <therapists>. <laughs> it's so hard. It's actually, we're not licensed therapists. We can give you advice insofar as being your sisters and, you know, cultivating a community. But when it comes to something like this and to this extent, we genuinely want you to get the help that you Please. need because we think it's important. Um, and, particularly as a woman that we think has value, has worth, as a woman that has so much potential when it comes to having healthy relationships and in everything else that you can do, I think it's very important that you actually seek um, therapy as well as you also seek potentially, if you can, spiritual counsel. If there's anybody within like your, if you do have a church community, um, but if you don't, any kind of like spiritual accountability that's close enough to you, um, I would definitely encourage you to seek both kind of like spaces and those kind of um those kind of folks to help you out in this situation yeah. because this is also not something that you have to deal with alone at all. I know it can kind of feel like, oh, this is something that has power over me and I'm just dealing with it alone. But I would definitely say seek help in those areas mm. because it's really, really important that you feel like you have people around you because again, I'm not a therapist, but as Courtney was saying, there's something there insofar as you're looking for something in these kind of sexual act- acts and you know activities and engagements that is not being fulfilled elsewhere in your life perhaps and it's really important that you actually do the work of identifying where those areas are and channeling it through something else um i can't dictate to you what to do in so far as like you know i don't want to police your sexual activity or anything like that but i would encourage you as much as possible to hold off and perhaps limit your engagement with you know men that you've been engaging with like casually and through like hookups and stuff and just seek help as soon as possible. Mm. Um, and we say this in a loving way, not in a, you know, sometimes you Dismissive. can get, you tell somebody, it's like, oh, seek help. This is because we genuinely think that this will require more than your willpower to overcome. Yes. This will actually require community and support. Yes. And um, we believe that you can get over this. Like we 100%. really, really believe that you can 100%. overcome this. Um, so we're sending you lots and lots of love sis like we genuinely care about you we genuinely love you and we want you to like see better do better um and make sure that you have a healthy relationship with yourself and other people yeah so please please prioritize actually getting the help that you need um even in terms of like i guess advice therapy obviously we'll link um better help down below but we may also link a couple of resources insofar as things that you can check out For sure um 
But think, yeah, I think another aspect as well, even leaning on the community aspect mm. is do not feel shame around this. Yeah. You've identified that this behavior is problematic for religious reasons. Sometimes because of our faiths and because of our religions, we can feel a lot of shame as women. And that's why mm. I think for me, the Jezebel thing is like red, be- red, yeah, um, yeah. red lights, because it's like, you can feel so much shame surrounding your past experiences or your current, in fact, your current behavior and your current experiences. And it's hard to find healing in shame. It's really hard because you need to find community and be able to confess your your situation yeah. be able to confess your behaviors and what it is you are doing and your actions um and so find places where you do not feel shame and if you are in the place where you're like i feel so shamed for what it is i have done find liberation in the fact that like you've done to us and like you can do to your other sisters and like you can do to people who are in your real life not just online people mm. um or to your therapist who is invested in your life or your spiritual mentor who is invested in your life and in your growth and is committed to be with you throughout this journey because it's not something that's going to happen instantaneously yeah. you need to find people who will also make sure you do not feel shame and what will not shame you um and will not make you feel as though you like we were saying you're too far gone yeah because you're not you are really really not like i I just want to encourage you what's so beautiful about faith and what's so beautiful about this experience and this journey is that there is so much grace there Mm. is so much patience for you Mm. to overcome whatever it is that you need to overcome in order to live up to what god has created for you to be and who that um, and the, the standards that he sets for you. And I think what's beautiful about, I guess, our faith is that it's not just about living up to this image and perfecting yourself and cleaning yourself up. It's actually about letting a different power rule your life. It's about letting, um, realizing that you are in control of your own actions yeah. and that you can die to your flesh and die to yourself every day. And the things that you you know do not serve you, do not serve God and do not serve your community and the people that you love around you, mm. you can deny those things. You can say no to those things. And there, it, it takes a while to feel like you have that control, but that control is a fruit of the Holy Spirit and it can be within you. Biggest man thing, like yeah. it can. And it it's challenging it's really challenging but this journey i think one thing that consoles us is the fact to know that we have the power to do hard things yeah and we have comfort in those hard things and we have peace in those hard things and mm. and we have um assurance of victory in those hard things and so we remind you of that we assure you of your victory over this situation um and we are we we hope this and this has helped you but yeah. also we are here to continuously help you and to continuously learn and grow 100%. but please find people in your real life who can do it side by side with you because we can't right from here yeah you know man girl we love you man we do you're not a jezebel you're really you're not. a daughter of god <clears throat> we've already shared our opinions and so far as reclaiming certain words that yeah. are used um you know, against women in a derogatory manner. We don't really believe in all of that too, at all. Um, so even <laughs> this whole, you know, slut, whore, Jezebel, nope. um, B word, none of that nope. in this community. At all. Like um, and we think it's important that, you know, as we are referring to each other as women as well, um, we're supportive, we are positive. Yeah. Um, and we use terms that actually uplift other women as opposed to bringing them down and sometimes that means forging new definitions and new terms and stuff yeah. like that so just for all so, the sisters out there listen 
we don't refer to ourselves as these things and we encourage you not to refer to yourselves as these things either because you're not you're not god don't see you that way like girl put your crown back on you better we hope that helped and please take advantage of all the references and help you can do it you can but moving swiftly on to the main creme de la creme the um the pièce de résistance oh the magnum opus is given is given (laughs) It's given, it's given, it's given, it's given. My gosh, it gave what it was supposed to give and we got what we were supposed to get. But um, we're talking about the money, baby, because, you know, ain't no broke, brokies out here. We ain't brokies. trying to be babes. You know, we're trying to be babes with a bag. Babes. So we need to hashtag that. We babes with a bag. Get in the bag. But Miss Courtney. <coughs> that is me. Why is it important that Whoa. we should be? <laughs> I really popped that up real quick. Why is it important, especially in today's world Mm. and, you know, right now, why is it important that we have public conversations Mm. as well as private conversations as women about money? Listen, I think we've actually had this kind of conversation before. We have Mm. an episode and we we need, it's not on YouTube because it's on the podcast. Shout out to the podcast listeners. They've been riding with us since last year, November. Um, If you are new to, like, if you are here on YouTube, there is like 20 episodes that you've missed out on the sister's been rocking with us since Mm. november Mm -hmm. so head over to spotify apple google any podcast platform to listen we have an episode called building wealth and legacies or something like that and we were talking about this women it's time arise and shine wake up wake up shine your eye to the fact that there's so many possibilities out there for who it is you can be and become but Mm. also for the fact that um so much opportunity out there to build your own legacy independent of a man independent of your father like times have changed hashtag as much as we hate the term boss babes arise because you you have that power now to form your own career Mm. legacy Mm. empire and you have a purpose and so i think it's important to get in talking about money in talking about career in talking about um financial literacy and being stronger financially it's important because it builds the confidence in women to know that they can actually do it that they have the right to do it um and also so that we're not wasting what it is that we have in the guys and the idea that someone else is going to come and save us Mm. with better financial knowledge Mm. or better financial resources um i think women can feel very ashamed about talking about their money yeah. and their money moves and and their beliefs about money and how much money they're making and I think it also leads to a lot of secrecy within communities um and it and that hinders opportunities yeah. to be yeah. passed around especially opportunities that come through knowledge because you if you don't know you can't do you can't. and so if people don't pass on what they know and what they have discovered you then struggle with the same things they have overcome mm. and I think that that's an injustice to do especially within sisterhood we need to be talking about this is how you get the bag up because this is how I got my bag up and I don't want you to carry last you know I'm not out, out running you and I think it lends as well to kind of this scarcity mentality. I think yeah. when patriarchy pits you against women in, as competitors in other aspects of life, the way you look, mm. um, your femininity and stuff like that, it carries over as well into mm. money um, because you you become very competitive minded, especially in a capitalist society and capitalist system. So I think it's important to kind of create this idea of community and sisterhood um, and friendship yeah. by sharing our knowledge mm. and understanding about money and about finance um because we have money 
we bought these clothes with money. We did these hairs with money, like all of that. So we need to know how to manage that. We need to know what the right decisions and what the most productive decisions are for ourselves and for our futures, especially as women who are trying to build a legacy as we are over here at TMS. That's right. So that's, that's what I'd say. But how about yourself? Love it. Love it. Love everything you had to say there, Courtney. I really enjoyed that. Wow. Where are all these accents coming from? Back in my day. (laughs) So... Um, yeah, no, fun facts about me. You know, when I was younger, I used to be doing up all of these accents because I used really? to just watch TV and I was so, because I wanted to be a, what do you call it? An, Western act- an actress. Yeah, actress. <laughs> um, back when I was younger. So this is how I'm manifesting. That my, is um, dope though. You're good at them. Thank you. you are good at them. Oh, my heart is swelling. <laughs> um, but no, I, lo- I literally love everything that you had to say. I love the fact that you touched on the the capitalist part of money and patriarchy and how sometimes conversations about women and about money are literally driven by competition which leads to the secrecy which means that when there's a lack of transparency it becomes a lot harder to build and to create environments of trust such that we can actually go together and do this thing together and I think even the whole idea of the boss babe narrative it's always this lone wolf or this woman that was able to overcome stereotypes and get her money up and stuff like that especially a lot yeah alone 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 and it's like even when you are up and you have money surely the reason well part of the you know enjoyment of the fruits of your labor Mm. is to do it in community Mm. with people like i don't want to be rich alone yeah and also i don't want to struggle i don't want to struggle i don't want to struggle i I need your advice like there is actually no joy in seeing everyone around me struggle whilst i'm up yeah because it's not fun you can't do things with people and then you start to actually take on the burden of being the provider and all of that kind of stuff so encouraging people in your community especially women to get their money up or to be more knowledgeable on finance means that all of you guys can chop and eat at the end of the day we can all prosper we can all prosper so just removing this idea of individualism Mm. as it's wrapped up in money particularly for women is important but also the whole conversation around like when we do talk about money because money is seen as something that is masculine or getting money or acquiring financial capital is seen as a masculine trait some women shy away from it because they don't want to feel as though they're being too masculine or they don't want to feel like they're being too dominant when money is important money is what you need to as you said buy clothes eat food and it's important (sighs) that you know how to handle it because in this economy Boy. Babe, if you're not talking about money and being honest with yourself about your financial situation, you will carry last. Last place. This economy is cut throat. Okay? We're... Uh, this is not fear-mongering, you know. <laughs> what is it? Scaremongering? Fear-mongering. Yeah, we can do both. Yeah, this is yeah. not to incite fear in you. We have... This is... Financially, we're in a really turbulent time. Yeah, for After sure. the pandemic, so many nations are in debt. All of that... The economy is bleeding, bleeding. And yet out of tragedy comes so much opportunity. Mm. And if you don't position yourself to take these opportunities, you'll be left behind. You'll be left behind. And and I, we have known what it means to struggle financially. We're not trying to go back there. And so whilst people can be out here talking about, you know, burn the capitalist system and you know don't engage and da, 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 da. when you've been broke Child. when you've been poor it's hard Child. to say that Child. it's easy to say when you got money Child. 
Boom. And yes, you obviously things are not necessarily black and white. Yeah. You can still hold the whole capitalism has its downfalls and yeah. it can be yeah, very yeah, yeah. exploitative and still know that you still have to navigate and be maybe an unwilling participant mm. of the existing system and mm-hmm. infrastructure that actually exists. Mm. You can this you can exist in that duality. Sure. But I think it's important to realize as women no one's coming to save you. We've said this before. No one is coming to save you. This economy, sis, the bag, secure it and know how to keep it. Know how to safeguard it. Because it's sometimes for us, it's not even hard to make money. It's hard to keep Keep money. Money Money is leaving your account like water, but you're not concerned. (laughs) You're not alarmed. You're not alarmed. (laughs) not alarmed. (laughs) The alarm bells... (laughs) And even that, right, it's the money management sometimes that can be difficult because we do definitely get questions as to, you know, making money, da, 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 but how do you actually retain it? This and is how it. do you multiply this it This is well? it. And I think even this whole idea of, oh, you know, you want your partner to be the key financial decision maker or the key breadwinner. How do you know if you're being taken for a fool if you don't know how to manage money? Because cool, he's making all the decisions and cool, he's doing all of this stuff with his finances and you're primarily dependent on him. Mm. But how do you know? What's the test? What yeah. how what, what is your reference, your frame of reference if you know absolutely nothing about maths or money? Yeah, and how do you know the best decision is being made absolutely. for your money? And how are you going to chime in if you don't know anything about money beyond it coming in and leaving? It's a group effort. It's a group effort. And I think what is also powerful, just going back to the whole community powered finance type yeah. thing, there's so much you can do with women that know how to Ooh. manage money. So much you can do to come together. Like you can start businesses, you can buy houses, you can do all sorts of, you can do a lot of stuff through actually having these conversations about money, but more importantly, learning from each other and working together. Yeah. Money seems so much like an individual thing. And it's like, yeah. part of the reason why I love TMS and what we're trying to do with yeah. this is we're going to be able to start doing the work and allowing women to feel comfortable enough mm. to share those kind of things with mm. each other such that they can actually make some Big money moves together. Big money moves. An example of it is this podcast. Mm. If we did not bring together our resources, our knowledge, our skills, our ability, all of that, this podcast would not be happening. Mm. I can't do this by myself. Renee Mm. can't Mm. do this Mm. by herself. We need each other in order to bring something of impact and of purpose that is also of excellence to the table. And we're still getting better. We're still growing, producing this by ourselves. But if we couldn't share that information, if we couldn't pull us our our resources together, purpose would not be achieved. Dusty. And so in order for your sisters to help you achieve purpose, money is going to have to be a conversation. We must. We absolutely must. We absolutely I mean, yes, love that. Yes, absolutely I love must. That. Um but yeah, no, thinking about this whole, you know, money management, yeah. and, you know, savings and all of that jazz. This year particular has been, you 2021. know, it's beat us, it's beat us up for many of the sisters. To be fair, it's been good in some parts, but for mm. the most part, it's better than it's last year, beat us hopefully. Oh, hell, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> 2020 was, oh, hell. <laughs> um, 2021 has been quite turbulent. Yeah. What would you say are the main things you've learned about money this year? That I can actually save and before I just didn't want to. <laughs> Because I used to just think like, oh, I can't save. It's like, nah, so she didn't want to be honest yeah, with yourself. Because yeah, yeah. now that I've actually forced myself to save, it's yeah. like, this is what I was capable of all this time. Um, and I think that that, giving yourself the opportunity to actually 
thrive financially mm-hmm. is really important because mm-hmm. it's easy to think that's just for people who have this amount of financial law knowledge or who are coming from this particular background yeah but actually it's time for like we're saying no one's coming to save you but also no one's coming to do the work for you mm. you actually need to if you don't know something yeah. get to know yeah. and i spent a lot of 2020 educating myself about finances educating myself about how to improve things like my credit score mm. how to save what what to invest in and once i started opening up my mind and really doing the work in terms of researching and implementing that which i have heard yeah really important because it's easy we subscribe to things like the break or to um Penny Power and all these places that are doing amazing financial education. Um, and we subscribe to things that are doing financial education and we like the tips, but we don't implement them. Mm. And you're basically just wasting your time. Yeah. You might as well go and watch reality TV. Like it's it's not, you go and do something that you more enjoy mm. because if you're not going to implement it, what's the point in really knowing it? And you mm. may think, but I, I'm not at a stage where I can implement it. You actually probably could. You're probably just thinking a bit too big picture and, sure. and the numbers may just be a bit too high. Mm-hmm. But I think it's super important to realize you have to implement what you have researched and what yeah. you've been told. Yeah. Um, and once I started doing that, I was just like, wow, this stuff actually works. And yeah. I'm actually capable of doing it. But it's so easy to tell yourself, I, I can't hit that level of financial freedom. I can't mm-hmm. hit that level of savings. I can't because of where I come from, how much I earn, all of that. But it's like, actually learn how you can leverage your position now and also how to fill in the gap, right? Like we were talking about in the last episode of doing the work. Mm. How can you fill the gap between where you want to be and where you currently are? Yes, it may be baby steps, but you better start making them steps, especially if you know it's baby steps. Start working towards making those steps um, and being consistent with it. So this year, I think... I've really enjoyed what I've learned about money. Mm. I've really enjoyed knowing that you don't have to spend everything that you make. You really don't. There's a time for enjoyment. There's a time to save. Yeah. Um, and, and most times they happen simultaneously, but there's there's an amount you should spend. There's an amount you should save. Yeah, yeah, um, and I've been very intentional about that. I haven't been too rigid because I think I've learned how I work. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I, I don't work too much to like zero down budgets, right? But what I do work well with is being disciplined to know I've got a standing order. I save this much consistently all mm. the time. Mm. I spend the rest how I want and I deal with the consequences. Yeah. But I also enjoy ways I want to. So this year has been a big eye opener and I've actually hit financial goals this year. Come on. <sighs> Yay. Crazy stuff. We, we thank the Lord. No, I'm happy for you. Man. How about you, ma'am? Well, first of all, I just want to say it's been ex- like such a privilege seeing you hit those goals. Like, I listen, girl, I know you come far. You come real far. Guys, I've gone so far. Guys, you don't understand how much Miss Courtney has come far. And it's genuinely so sad. <laughs> you said you don't understand. But you don't. You don't. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. <laughs> it's so inspiring seeing it. And like, oh, even for okay. me, I know this is literally just the beginning. Like there's certain things I know that you're going to hit in the next three, two, two, three years. Shut and um, you guys heard it here first, but I heard it here, like, first, first. <laughs> I heard it here first, first. I heard it first, first. So, yeah, no, honestly, like, I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank and, you, um, sister. I can't wait for more money to come your way. Girl, I can't wait for more money to come your way. I receive it, I receive it. How we have grown, we have grown. We have grown. We thank God. Um, But for me, what have I learned about money? The first thing I would say is I'm in control of my money. Yeah. I think sometimes we feel like our situations or the things that we do are in control of how we spend our money. So for me, really 
feeling that agency of like, I'm going to spend money on this. Yeah. Or like, I'm going to save on this. Or like, I'm going to do this has been a big eye opener for me this year in particular. Yeah. Um, especially with like moving out. I really didn't mm. think I'd be able to move out when I did. Um, and I was kind of like, oh, because, you know, I have to save for this. Or I have to think about this or all of these kind of like bills that I pay. But that kind of move, especially so early on in the year for me, mm. was such an eye opener as to actually, if I want to do this, I can do it. Yeah. Like money works for me. I don't work for money. If I decide I want to do this, then it's like, okay, cool. How can Massive I pull my resources? Shift. Absolutely. How can I pull my money or how can I yeah. like be smart about the way that I use money to my benefit? Mm. So as opposed to allowing other things to dictate how I use my money, I was kind of like, nah, I want to do this. So let me make money work for me. For me. Which has been so, so beautiful. And even in the letting go or feeling guilty about spending money on myself has been liberating <laughs> free because to see it. listen when you have a scarcity mentality or when you grow up thinking that you know there's certain things that are priorities when it comes to money it makes you so scared to spend money big i big time. was offered big offered <laughs> big time offered apostrophe dt i was <laughs> I was afraid of um, spending money on things that I actually liked. And for a long time, that made it difficult for me to actually express love to myself mm. because it's like, oh, I feel guilty when I, you know, buy myself a nice perfume mm. or like when I buy myself a, listen, I have been really enjoying spending money on myself. I've mm. got myself a new phone. I've got mm. myself a new, like just lots of stuff that are really nice, obviously within reason. Yeah, of course. Um, But for me, it was actually the opposite of like understanding that, Actually, I am worth the investment. Yeah. I am worth, you know, spending money on, yeah. spending my money on. Yeah. Um, and that it's perfectly okay to do that. That has been really, really cool to like figure out about money this year. Mm. Um, as well as figuring out that there's a lot of interesting ways to make money doing things you actually enjoy. Big time. Because I don't know if you guys know this about me. <laughs> I hate working and doing things that I despise doing for money. I hate it. Oh, I hate it's it. one of our common grounds and maybe it's because i am optimistic and whatnot and all that jazz but i genuinely my life's dream is to do things that i actually enjoy and make money from it and this year has definitely yeah. been pivotal in terms of the opportunities and like placing myself and engaging with people that i think are really dope mm. there are spaces in this world for you to make money doing yeah. things you actually really like and this is one of my personal philosophies. Like, I think you can like testify to this of me. I don't do things I don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> Courtney would rather eat a denim jacket. And choke on it. <laughs> I don't do, I don't do. And I, I get it. It's like, oh, but you need to understand the concept of sacrifice and stuff. I do because I have to sacrifice in other areas of my life and mm. my relationship and stuff like that. But the things that I can control, oh, you best believe nah, I'm going to make me. it work for me. <laughs> I don't like struggle. And let me, let me put myself, you can call me privileged. You can call me whatever. But for example, like this year, mm. I've spent the whole of this year resting. Mm -hmm. I've worked on stuff. I work on TMS. I work on uh, like collaborations that I think are really cool. I work on my hair company from time to time. <laughs> but even that, knowing that I, as soon as I feel like something is no longer serving me yeah. or is stretching me past the point of growth into a place of toxicity and mm -hmm. detriment towards mm -hmm. me and harm, I'm, I'm not going to engage. Yeah. Why? Because I think that's one thing. The concept of labor 
I have had to really reframe it in my mind as to why am I hustling so hard? And am I, am I, because when you're working, you're not just working for money, you're giving away time. And I want to know I'm giving away time for things that are worthwhile. And I know that that's going to sound very problematic because not everyone is in a position to do that. And I completely understand that. There's a time to have to grind and work and shut your eyes and be like, I have to do something I don't like to get over it. And I've been there. Mm. I've actually done that. I've been working since I was like, what? 13 14 years old so I've, I've done that um but I think one thing that I've learned this year personally is mm. like you said I only want to work on things I like mm. and and I'm going to try my best to be as smart as possible to make sure that the work that I am doing works for me and serves people and still brings me in money mm. and that has required a lot of intelligence yeah. and tact and being as wise and as smart as possible, but also leaning on other people's knowledge and expertise. And like you said, getting around people who are also doing that and yeah. are where I want to be and who can help pull me forward so that I, I can learn more about the possibilities that are open to me. And I encourage you, sis, like get in those kind of environments, mm. listening, listen to those kinds of people because for the last, I think, two years, my mind has been constantly expanding to things that I never even knew were actually possible. Levels of wealth, but also levels of freedom mm. that I never knew were possible. And I think that that's what's been highlighted to me as important. I like my freedom. I, I like the ability to wake up in the morning and say, I want to work on this. Yeah. I don't want to work on that. Um, I want to rest. I want to give my time to my friends. I want to bake myself some dinner. Like oh. I want to do all of these things that are according to my terms, right? That's what I've learned too. Oh, that's so, so beautiful, Courtney, honestly. And I think also just off the back of that, trying to not feel guilty about wanting to make money from doing what Talk you on enjoy. it. Talk on it, please. Because... This whole dichotomy, and we've spoken about this in um, some of our previous episode, insofar as hustle culture and all of that kind yeah. of stuff, passion versus pay, um, one of our previous um, episodes. episodes. But many of us feel guilty about making money in general, but more so guilty about making money from things we actually enjoy doing. I think we actually need to normalize that. It should actually be the more normalize normal thing. That. It's weird. Isn't it strange that many of us think it's okay to make money from things that we actually genuinely hate or genuinely don't enjoy doing. But when it comes to things that we do like doing, we just call them, we shove them under this whole idea of passion and think that it's not worthy of making money or because I like this, this can't be considered labor. Mm. Just because you like an activity, it doesn't mean that it can't be considered as labor because you're still delivering impact this and value it. to other people. And I think it, it kind of reminds me of like, conversations that we have around like for example content creation yeah a lot of people like to undermine content creation as a form of labor yeah when really there's a lot of work that goes this into is doing it. it just because i like doing the thing doesn't mean that i'm not putting work into yeah. making it actually pop up yeah and i think opening your minds to the possibility of i can actually work but also enjoy is important because some of us are chafing you know salaries we're chafing um all of these careers and all of these things not realizing that hang on a second there is scope for me to exist in this world doing something i actually enjoy mm. i just need to find a smart way of how i can make income from yeah it. and that's fine that's it it's okay to make money sis yeah you need it please liberate yourself from the idea that you must be broke it's it's or you must struggle for finances um i love what you're saying about reframing your idea about passion and Mm. labor 
because a lot of us have got caught in the trap of because I don't see my passion as work yeah it's then come and robbed your time of rest because now your side hustles have come and filled every other hour that you have outside of your nine to five or every other hour that you have outside of your your main job and actually it is still work right like we tell ourselves okay I'm gonna rest I have the weekend off but now your weekend is for the thing that you're passionate about and it's not that you shouldn't spend extra time on your passions and like I said it's not that we don't believe in sacrifice because we do it's that you still need time to rest and you need still need time where you can separate work yeah. from life and yeah. pouring into your personal life, pouring into your physical well-being, all of that. Because I've been there and I think that that's the reason why I keep harping on about it. I've done the toxic hustle culture stuff. I've done the balanced 17 side hustles at the same time to mm. make, you know, seven streams of income. And it's, it can get very tiring when you don't know how to make the main thing, the main thing, when you don't know, when you don't know how to make work, work and play, play. Yeah. Yeah. So really learn to actually, I'm passionate about this, but I still labor. And that's a key, that's a key thing I need everyone to remember. It's still work. You're still working. You're still working. Yeah. And I think that's actually a fantastic segue. I feel like I haven't said segue. You haven't, you haven't. Maybe you have, but you haven't. It feels, feels, oh God, it's been a minute. Um, I think that's actually a beautiful segue into this whole conversation around like what you think are some of the biggest financial mistakes you've made this year. Jesus. Yeah, man. Like. I'm just thinking how transparent do I want to go I'm screaming. I was going to start another business this year. Yeah. Invested money into it. Yeah. Lost all that money. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I, I didn't do my due, did I not, I didn't, mm, I did my due diligence, but I was basically scammed. Mm. That was, and I, I think the reason why I'd call it a mistake and not just like I was a victim yeah. is because I was too hasty. Mm. I was too quick. I and I think I've done that in another instance where I've invested into certain avenues and certain ways of investing. Like mm. I started investing in crypto this year yeah. and I think I wasn't too knowledgeable. In, yeah. I wasn't knowledgeable enough before I started doing it, yeah. but I'm not, I don't regret that I did it because it's, it's actually paying off. So, yeah. but I would say like thinking back on it now, it was like, oh, you were moving quite reckless and, and quite fast. fast um so i would say like just out of wisdom i w- if i had the chance to do it again i would take a bit more time and I, mm. I am one of those people who because of eagerness because of like excitement and also because i am those people who i am comfortable with risk and i i think sometimes to my own so, detriment i'm very comfortable with risk yeah. so it's kind of like oh let me do this it's like sis yeah you don't have to rush it's not going anywhere take time to educate yourself so I think doing the work around education is actually really important taking Mm. time to to read more about specific things and not just the general gist of things because it's like oh invest your money but then it's like but where Where? and like what are the pros and cons and what actually works and aligns with your goals Mm. when you do it um that only comes with knowledge and that only comes with time kind of um, or effort rather I would say uh, maybe another financial mistake that I've made. No, I'm pretty happy with how I've behaved this yeah, year. Yeah, pretty happy. Good. Not gonna lie, not, <laughs> not behaved. I'm, I'm happy with the way I've behaved this I've year. I think I've done myself proud this year. Yeah. But I will say that that main thing about not being too hasty is actually really important because you don't want to end up 
in wanting to do things with the right intentions, yeah. good intentions, yeah. shooting yourself in the foot. So Fuck. definitely take your time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear that. That's a really, really good lesson. How about yourself? Um, I think similarly to you, I'm quite like, I'm relatively happy with my financial welfare generally. Um, I think where I would have liked to have been a bit more, uh, um, a little bit more uh, comprehensive, robust, and all that, um, is with the extra money I made. Mm. I didn't expect to make the amount of extra money that I was making at certain points in like the year. And I was kind of stumped as to what to do with it. So some of it will, you know, go into the savings, but I think in hindsight, I should have a plan as to if I am going to make extra money, what, what percentage of what is going... Because I had the whole um, budgeting for like my main income. Yeah. Down. I was like, yep, this 30% here, 40% here, da, 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 da. But when I was making like say an extra grand, it's like, oh. Where do I put this? Yeah. And I definitely was minister of enjoyment at some point. <laughs> That's me in the month of August. Oh my days. Lock me in from, my house. I saw a tweet that was like my budget for September. It's is 50 pounds. Two pounds 50, sis. Two pounds 50. They said, like, give me 10 pence a day. I'll be all right. He said, I can't even go outside my house because you breathe and you spend 10 pounds. Listen, like, September, you'll find me to my sister's podcast, um, my house, rice it. and stew. That's where you'll find me because I don't have the budget for September. Fam? I don't. To all my friends listening, don't invite me anywhere. Unless it's to your house. And even then, it needs to be within a certain distance. Because transport... Don't ask me to come to Zone 6. I don't want to come to Zone 6. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, these are the zones that we can travel in in the month of September. (laughs) Zone 1 to 4. Because the thing is, you'll think, oh, okay, cool. I'll just do better next month. The next month appears. And you don't. Nah. (laughs) Nah. Nah, the next four months, I'm on a radical, don't, I can't come. I'm so sorry. We're eating ice. I'm going to Wizkid. That's my halfway mark. And then December, I'm going to Ghana. And that's it. So here's the thing. We can even talk about our experience with buying Wizkid tickets. Yeah. Because we don't call it a mistake because that will never be a mistake in my eyes. Ever. Did you see the deluxe album that he dropped? The extra songs. I was in the, I said, (laughs) Ayo, come on. Give it to them. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, certain tickets were maybe fairly expensive or um not within the budget that we have for our At financial all. goals. So I think, yeah, basically being a bit more realistic with uh you know having this is the thing. I think that's the, the key. I wouldn't say this is a mistake, but it's more of an ongoing process of assessing what is worth spending yes, money on and how much, it. to what extent. Yeah, that's So something like Whiskey, I don't regret that. I will be shaking a leg in November. I don't regret it. How can there be regret? Stop it. <laughs> how can there be We're regret? I'm going to be shaking a leg, but understanding that, okay, this has an impact on other things that I'm trying to save up for or other things that I'm doing and being okay with that too. Yeah. Because sometimes you'll be like, oh, I'll do this instead of this or like I'll spend money on this like, um experience but then an event will come up and it's like oh i actually allocated part of that budget for my clothes yeah so i have to understand that i need to go and find something in my wardrobe and yeah remove the plt app big when facts. the time comes because you can't spend money on big that. facts so understanding the trade-offs between some of your financial decisions yeah both in the moment but also past the moment i think is something that 
is an ongoing process and something that that I've still been like trying to figure out, especially with some of the financial commitments and goals that I have over the next few like years. Okay, Renee. Minister of enjoyment, but also Minister of stewardship. Yeah. How do we balance the the stewardship part? Heavy on the stewardship part because Um, I've, I think this year has been the year where I've invested in my craft and in myself the most. Mm-hmm. I really invested in myself and my yeah. craft and my future. And I don't regret that. Yeah. Like as much as I've saved the most, I've probably spent the most this mm. year. And I think it's it's been smart spending. And even like what you're saying about the WizKid tickets, even doing that, I was spending on something that I know I'm going to enjoy. I know it's a memory for me and my friends. I know I if I had not gone, I would have been upset because the opportunity cost, It. I mean priceless yeah. god don't let boris mess this one oh up for me. boy and so i feel like in that i've realized what matters to me yeah yeah like and i think as much as i've decided money matters to me i have to decide what my money goes to mm. because other things matter more to me Absolutely. than and, and exchanging it for money is fine Absolutely. and i think that that's something we all need to then be comfortable with and sit in because investing in yourself, investing in your career, investing Mm. in your future, Mm. it really is worth it. Mm. I love that. And I think just um, lastly, one thing that I would also say is getting comfortable saying no to things and saying no to like my friends. Because I think sometimes we can be so afraid of like, oh, I'm going to miss out on this experience or miss out on this friend or retata. With some of the things I'm trying to do in the next few years, I can't be brunching every weekend. Yeah. I can't be doing up enjoyment every single Facts. week. So even being comfortable enough to value myself and value and respect these goals and setting those key boundaries. We talked about boundaries in our last episode. Go and watch it. Go and watch that. Um, finances is also a key boundary. Yeah. Telling people, I'm saving up for this. I can't see you here this weekend. Let's do something cheaper. I've, I'm very- Or let's just FaceTime. No money. You don't need to physically see everyone. No money. Oh, like let's search the blessing that 2020 gave us was everyone became fine with virtual. Yeah. Virtually, yep, let's yep, catch yep. up virtually. Call me, FaceTime me, Zoom me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. DM me, send me things. Let's bond over sending each yeah. other memes. But don't ask me don't to go out every single week. So no it's too March, unless we're getting chicken and chips each time, (laughs) I can't. I'm sorry. I apologize. Even sometimes, like with friends' birthdays and stuff, Mm -hmm. if it's not in the budget, because you love them, hustle harder, take on an overtime shift to be able to do it. But if you don't want to do that, respectfully, I love you. I'll find another way to make it up for you. I'll maybe send you a gift card that's cheaper than me going, but I can't afford it. And I think we shouldn't also shame our sisters who say that. Just be like, I completely... And in fact, if you really want me to be there, pay for me. If you got the money like that, pay for me. you're the one that's stacking, I believe. Because I've done that for some of my friends. And some of my friends have done that for me, even more importantly, where it's like, oh, you can't... Don't worry, I've got you. Come, because we want you to be there and we understand your goals. And because we want your presence more than we do your money... We'll, we'll sponsor you. Literally, like when I say the amount of like grace some of my friends have shown it's me. It's beautiful. Is fanta- Literally, I think it was the month of June or July. I was saving up for something major, mm-hmm. yeah. And I remember telling co- a couple of my friends, like I had like dinners and stuff like that. I remember a specific dinner um, where I told my two friends that I was, I was going to hang with. I can't come because I'm saving up for X. And they were like, 
that's ridiculous. You need to come. We'll mm. pay for dinner. And then when I went to dinner with them, I was even trying to do the whole, you know what, it's fine. I'll just pay for it. Yeah. The way sis, sis swiped my card so quickly, she said, don't ever bring that. Don't bring that thing out. And <laughs> I was just like, ever do that again. Guys need to have this energy too. Um, no, I'm trolling. Um, but it's true. It's true. Um, <laughs> but even that, being able to share with your friends, like, look, this is something that I care about in my life. Yeah. And it's really, really big. And like, I am like, willing to accommodate like you guys go and have fun without me mm-hmm. give your friends the opportunity to support you financially as yes. well I don't think we do that enough you know yes yes I don't think we do that enough and of give course that's friends. not saying put unrealistic and unhealthy expectations on people exactly. they should not be paying for you to go out all the time all of that but at the same time when you express goals I think, and this isn't even about expectation. This is more so we're telling you, be that friend yeah. that pays for your friend if she says I'm saving for X, Y, Z. Because then if we all take that, then at least ne- when we are in need, we know we have people around us who will exactly. give. I think that's a better way to put it. Like, mm. sis, become that friend that says, because I know you have that goal, I've got you. Yeah. Become that. We challenge you to do that. That's beautiful. Man. Yeah, man. It's a nice thing. <sighs> that's beautiful. Um. But I guess in terms of like closing out the episode and mm. thinking about the practical ways that we can manage our money yeah. over the next four months. Miss Courtney, what's your top tips for the sisters on uh, glowing up financially? Create a system for your money, baby. Okay. You have to create a system for your money. Intention okay. and desire and uh, thoughts alone will not get you to your goal. <laughs> not thoughts. The thoughts alone will <laughs> not get you to I was thinking about saving, your... but... Uh, <laughs> That's not going to get you there, beloved. You actually need a system for your money. Yeah. Um having a standing order to my savings account has helped me having a standard order to my or a direct debit to pay off my credit cards has helped me build my credit mm. course tremendous uh, my credit score tremendously mm. um knowing what cards to tap when because not every card has the same budget that's Boy. for sure um, uh, and also just even within my own business what are the different avenues and different things that I can explore that will bring me more money? Let me diversify. Let me try something new because it's easy with your money to get caught in a cycle mm. and not challenge yourself. Even if the cycle is good and it's working, yeah. not challenge yourself to do that little bit extra or to do something new yeah. that could be more fruitful and also more enjoyable. So I would definitely say like, find the system that works for you. Constantly revisit that system. Um, but put a system towards your money because it's it's easy to just know what you know and have a desire to save more but how are you practically going to make sure that definitely happens um another practical tip i think just generally with where the economy is right now and stuff like that upskill yeah yeah like please go and look for another relevant skill that you could offer to people whether it's for a side hustle also that you can get a promotion in your job or move to a a different industry and feel all together so you can make more money mm. upskill learn new skills constantly improve in your knowledge constantly become better um for example even my own mother shout out to you mumsy i'm so proud of you, we love you my auntie. own mum this year she has really upped her own career mm. and has hit saving goals that i'm even looking at. i'm like big goals come on big goals energy auntie come on well you guys is auntie my mom she's <laughs> doing bits and i'm like 
to be, you know, over 60, my mom is mature. Um, and to say, you know, I'm going to go hard in my career and I'm going to stack because I have this goal. Mm. Ooh, the sacrifices she's made, but also the way she's applied herself has really taught me a lot in terms of just because you've been a, a career over an, like for a, a long time, yeah. it doesn't mean you can't refresh some things and put a new expectation on yourself yeah. so that you can live up to, you know, stretch yourself and live up to a new goal. And so it's been really inspiring to see. And I've, I've taken that, um, as wisdom for the next four months and hopefully that also blesses you oh that's beautiful man. shout out auntie man i'm so proud of her but no i really really love those tips and i guess just to add on my end practical tips on glowing up financially where you can work with people um <gasps> go there no 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 i don't care about the time <laughs> you talk more about that because that has been one of the best collaboration work with people you can't do this alone. If you have like a big idea or if you have like a side hustle you're working on or if you you want to do something or hit a particular financial target, see if you can work with somebody in oh your community or someone in your friendship group. And I think also one thing that I've definitely learned is it doesn't always have to be a partner that you invest in things, um, with. things with, right? You can invest in stuff with your friends. Like think about it. There's so much you can achieve when everyone puts their money together for a particular thing. And one thing I actually love about our friendship group, we've been doing this from early insofar as like, even when we were young, we used to do this thing where when it's somebody's birthday, we would put in like two pounds or three pounds of our pocket money to buy a bigger gift. Take that mentality. And we still do it now where it's like, we'll put in a certain amount and the gift that we can get is phenomenal. What are the kind of gifts that you want to manifest in your life Mm. that require community investment? Mm. How can you get people that you know and trust that your friends or in platonic relationships with to also invest in? It might be like, as you said, TMS is such a beautiful example of that. The fact that both of us are investing our time, our efforts, our finances, literally everything into this to make it what it is. What are the key things in your life that require the momentum of community powered finance Mm. and really think about it because i'm telling you it is so nice to have someone like courtney to lean on for something like this i could not even imagine oh god i couldn't do this without you listen life anyway i couldn't do life without you to be honest with you that's quite quite frank but that's so good because it's not even just about the money Mm. the opportunities that have come through some of my friends Lever- leaning on and leveraging their network because you don't have to know everything in the world you don't need to know everyone in the world but you need to know someone who knows someone and you need to know someone who knows something the amount of opportunities just from having conversations even in like the last like month or two for me having conversations with some of my friends or acquaintances and making it known that i'm trying to do xyz it's like oh alarm bells will go off in their head and they're like, I can connect you with this person or yeah. this opportunity or this, this, that. Get out of your head when it comes to money and opportunities. Get out of your head that you have to do this alone. Yeah. You don't have to. Yes, you have your own individual goals that you may be saving up for and you know the way that you like to do things individually, yeah. but there's just so much that comes from leveraging the people around you. We've always said this in so many of our like different episodes, but life, you're not meant to do that alone. And money, you also don't need to do that alone. So that's definitely a big thing that I would say in terms of practically start getting comfortable having conversations with the people around you Mm. about money. Mm. That's definitely big, 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 big. Um, And then Mm. I guess in the next four months, I would definitely challenge you to be a bit more radical with your money as well. Like, Mm. what are you actually spending it on? Yeah. Um, 
and why. So like really understanding the psychology of money as well is a practical tip that I would give you. Why do you buy what you buy? Why do you invest in what you invest in? Understand your relationship with money because when we get to like 2022, sis, we're going to be making big money moves and we can't have this whole, I've done this. We don't want to hear no excuses. Mm. Do you understand? Like in terms of the, even the content that we're trying to put out and the things that we're trying to do in 2022, sis, Come correct. Come correct. <laughs> Come correct. <laughs> and also start laying those foundations. Mm. Like, even if you feel like, because I feel like we're 2022 for us, for example, it's a radical building yeah. season. But 2020 and 2021 were foundations. Yeah. Let's dig deep and uncover these bad habits. And then like things like establishing your credit score, it's a yeah. foundational thing. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? And and so before you look to do these big things, if you feel like I don't make enough money yet, I don't mm. actually know what my goals are. Maybe mm. you're one of our little sisters, or maybe you're just like, I haven't really thought much about that. I've just for been sure. working. Start doing the foundational stuff, you know, with, with what you can. For sure, for sure. But sisters, if there's any other practical tips that you might have when it comes to the money. You already know. GBP, dollar, yen, insert currency here. Um, Please leave a comment below on our YouTube. Yes. And if you're watching this podcast and you haven't already subscribed, we're trying to make big money moves together, which is why we're trying to build this community as big as it can possibly get. You already know. So... Do us a favor. Do yourself a favor. Do your sisters a favor and subscribe. Yeah. Um, and for those of you that are listening on Spotify, Google, Apple, come up on over to YouTube. You know, <laughs> subscribe. That's but also right. continue to support. And we really, really do appreciate each and every one of you. Yeah. And the conversation also continues on social media. Because you already guess know. What? We got our Instagram. Um, and our Instagram is really popping if I do say so myself. It is indeed. Um, the content that we share there as well as some of the memes oh, the memes they be hitting they do and you can do that by following us on Instagram at to my sisterhood and of course you can follow us individually to hear more about our own individual and uh, I guess some uh, collaborative money moves oh at CD Watting and at Renee Kabuki. We love to see it. You can also at us on Twitter at To My Sisterhood, and of course use the hashtag To My Sisters. If you haven't already joined the mailing list, you're just playing yourself because we really share a lot of resources, like you were talking about, in terms of the books that we read, the podcasts we listen to, the things that we think will help you in terms of resources get sent straight to your inbox. So sign up to the mailing list at tomysisters.com do not play yourself absolutely but sisters we bid you another farewell i do and we hope that this has um helped you blessed you helping you stack up your money and glow up financially because it's important Mm. but we will talk to you in our next juicy episode that's right if you are going to miss us between now and then head over to youtube and check out tms plus Mm. which comes out every wednesday and friday not the extras oh all the extras we have we serve everything up with sides can i get that with some mushrooms there you go lettuce there you are tomatoes oh uh, we've got it all call us subway Oh, yes. <laughs> Scalp dragging. <laughs> Not call us Subway. Subway, we please sponsor us. We want all the trimmings. Yeah, please Subway. sponsor us because oh, the Subway. way... We, oh, we Lord. Subway. We do. We really do. Them cookies, y'all. Ooh. If you can send me those macadamia nut cookies, the white chocolate ones. <laughs> I'll send you my P.O. box. So if you want to send me that for Christmas. Anyways. Oh, uh, but take, yes. Take Sister, we will let you enjoy the rest of your day and your week. <laughs> We'll talk to you very soon. And as always, keep glowing and growing. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.